Oh my god, are you talking about the new podcast? It's called Gray's World. Oh, who weekly listeners will know Alexander Daddario. Daddario, I don't know her name, but the biggest who of all time. To me, she is now a them because she's such a who. But anyway, it's just a fun ensemble cast, and it's also a show by Mike White, who has done Enlightened on HBO with Laura Dern. And if you haven't seen that, you got some homework to do now. But it's been really fun. I usually don't have a show in my rotation that is a weekly watching. It's very rare, but I'm kind of loving it. I'm like, ooh, I get to watch one episode at a time. It's so old school. I'm I'm behind an episode, but it's my treat. It's like my reward for after recording the pod. I'm going to watch the episode of the new White Lotus. But it's fun. It's basically about this big group of people. They're all coming together at this one Hawaiian resort called the White Lotus. And we kind of follow each group's story, if you will, and how they intermingle. So it's a fun setting. That's what I've been watching for sure. But it's, you know, it's only got a few episodes. So I do have to ask a pressing question from something else I've been watching. Do you guys watch the Olympics? I'm not really sure at this point who the Olympics are for. Like, I mean, we'll get to it. I did watch some and I'm planning on watching more. But in general terms, like what age group, what age group, what demographic watches the Olympics the most? Is it like my mom? Is it like people in their 60s? Because I don't think a Gen Zer has watched the Olympics. Like, I don't even think a Gen Zer like literally knows what the Olympics are. That's mm, they might know, but they're not watching. They're fucking not watching. I'm just kind of curious who the demographic is. The commercials are terrible and they're not trendy at all. So I feel like it's an older demographic. But I do, I recently got like TV. Do you know what I mean? Like not streaming, like actual TV. Oh, hey guys, it's me, Gossip Girl. Um, Speaking of Gossip Girl, I never watched past episode one. Um, I tried to watch episode two and literally couldn't do it. Um, I don't think I'm going to finish the series. Uh, Look, I gave it a shot. Gave it a shot. Um, Not really my jam. I do love using Gossip Girl as a pseudonym, though. What else do I like? I like the Summer Olympics over the winter, I will say. I just feel like the vibe is better. It's cooler. It's a cooler. I feel like the nerdier people are in the Winter Olympics, I have to say. It just fits me. I love the vibe. I want to go by Gossip Girl sometimes, so sue me. Um, but another HBO show that I actually have been watching, now that, I, now that I'm unemployed officially, Um, since Thursday, it is now Monday since Thursday, I've been a free agent and it's been fun finally having a break, but you know, I've had some time to watch some shit because being unemployed is like the time where you watch stuff. Am I wrong? Uh, kind of guys, I'm kind of living, I'm kind of loving knowing that I'm going to be unemployed this week. Haven't found another job, if anyone's wondering. Not yet. I will. Not worried about it. Less stressed. Still a little stressed, but much less stressed. I love living that unemployed life briefly. Uh, We'll get into a couple reasons why, but you can watch stuff. Now, not Gossip Girl, but also on HBO, I've been watching The White Lotus. 
Have you guys been watching this? I see people talking about this on Twitter more than I do Instagram, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, but I do recommend it. It's nice because it's one of those like ensemble cast TV shows, which is just mm. Steve Zahn and Connie Britton are a couple. They have some kids. One of them is a famous girl from Euphoria, Sydney Sweeney. Sweeney. Um, there's also Jennifer Coolidge, who is just my ultimate shit. Love her in anything. She is hilarious in this. If you watch this for anything, watch it for Jennifer Coolidge. Um, I feel like there's more famous people. Oh, guys, there's skateboarding and surfing in the Olympics. So I'm definitely going to try to find some of that today. Like, I, you know I want to watch the skateboarders, men and women. I love this. I love this so much. I welcome that. I'm gonna. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to find some today. Um. Oh my god. You know what else I'm obsessed with is like weird, weird shit that doesn't even seem like it could be a sport, and all of a sudden I'm watching it. I'm involved. I know the players. I know how to play the game. There's these weird like one-off pair events, like pair meaning two people. There's like a synchronized swimming with two people. That's an Olympic event. Like. I have prepared my whole life for that. I mean, they're not going to. I'm just saying the strength of the people in the Olympics can get borderline scary. It's it's a little bit, it's like, oh, maybe you're a little bit too strong. Maybe you've surpassed what we were going for here. It's just like when you see, like, let's say the relay. Four men with the broadest shoulders you've ever fucking seen on every team. They're all psychotically racing in this pool, and it's like they could kill anybody. They could murder anybody they want. Is that weird that that's what I think of when I watch swimming sometimes? I'm like, these men could kill anybody. Someone gave me like an antenna, if you will, (laughs) so I can actually watch the Olympics, and I've been doing it. I've been fucking doing it. At at first, I was kind of like, no, probably not going to watch it. Y'all know I fuck with swimming. Y'all know I love – I'm a nerd for swimming. I know all the shit. So I usually just watch that, but I mean, I'm, I'm kind of getting pulled in. I, I don't think that like the demographic of who listens to Grace World would li- would watch the Olympics, but if so, let me know. Like, what are your what are your sports? What are your events? Like, I'm totally immersed in the gymnastics. Cannot take my eyes off it. Gymnastics are also really fun to watch high because you're just like, how are they fucking doing this? Well, that's kind of any sport. Watching the Olympics high is really fun. (laughs) That's what I'll say. But the gymnastics is amazing, of course. Simone Biles, how do you even, how are you breathing amongst others? You are, you're on another level that I can't even see or think of. It's amazing. I love watching Simone Biles do anything, like anything or nothing. I will watch her do it. Um, Also swimming, uh, can't get enough. It is it is scary at times though. Sometimes I get frightened by male swimmers. Like I'm just saying, I think there should be a bigger PSA of like what there is to choose from as an Olympic sport. I think that in the general population, we think it's like three things, but this shit is niche. I am also obsessed with like the fact that there's fencing in the Olympics. How parent trap of them. I love it. I love it. 
So swimming and gymnastics definitely been the main thing, but I'm not going to lie. It sucks me in. Me and Josh watched it for two hours last night. Like we didn't even watch, I think we were going to watch a movie and we ended up just sitting there and watching the Olympics for two hours. It was good. It sucks you in. It literally, I, I don't even give a fuck what's on there. I don't give a fuck. I, I will get, I'll get into it. And I know I said last week that I'm anti-sports, like we were going to a sports bar and I was making fun of myself for that. I do need to update y'all on that because what happened was funny. But I think I did mention this last week. I would without a doubt go to any bar and just watch the Olympics. Oh my God. Any time of day, any bar, any event. It's just fun to see on a TV out in public. And also it's just like, even though I hate the USA in general terms, it's fun that when you're watching the Olympics out at a bar, you're all rooting for the same person no matter what. And that's also fun. The Olympics can be fun, guys. Give it a try. I, I'm just saying. You might like it. You might like a little bit of it. And you also don't have to give a shit. Like, I love how it's like such a fleeting relationship, me and the Olympics. It's like when it's on, I'm so immersed and I love it. And then the second that it ends, I forget everything and I erase my memory that I even watched the Olympics. But it is fun in the moment. But like I said, I've been watching this like on TV and it's been forever since I've actually had – I guess you'll call it cable. Like, I don't know what to call it. I just call it regular TV instead of streaming. So we'll say regular TV. And something that is so fucking nostalgic. I've been having a heavy nostalgic week. Can I just tell you? Something that is so nostalgic is the fucking guide. Like the guide that pops up on the TV to like let you know what other channels are playing. Why is that so nostalgic? I love it. I love that I can like well, look at all the other channels and still have that little corner where I'm watching the current show. Guys, I love it. It is like me after school of swapping between a game show network and Craig Ferguson. Like I just love the guide. Tell me. Tell me everything, guide. What's coming on at 530 on channel 21? Ooh, let me just go check real quick. I love it. So as I'm on the guide, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of scrolling ahead to kind of see, oh, like what's coming up on the Olympics, like when I'm home alone tomorrow because I have the day off because I'm unemployed, what Olympics are going to be rolling? And then I discovered, I mean, like I, I got some good info, you know, I'm going to watch some swimming at Montes tonight and there's some finals and, but what I discovered when I was on the guide is that like, oh yeah, Gray. There's also another perk of being unemployed, and that is daytime TV, especially morning TV. Like morning into afternoon TV shows. Oh my God. That is also so nostalgic, but in like such a positive way. Because I only you only ever watched morning daytime shows as a as a child growing up in very nice situations, especially specifically for me. Reminds me of my Nana's house growing up. She lived at the beach. So it was like waking up at, the, at a beach house and she would just have the Today Show on. And then Nana was a huge fan of Regis, still is. When he died, I texted her immediately and I just said, Regis died. Uh, and we talked about it because it's like she was obsessed with Regis. Now, to me, like she, she obviously, Nana was an OG Regis and Kathy Lee watcher. And I grew up with that too. But my generation, I, I still refer to the show as Regis and Kelly. I, I do this a lot for like if a grocery store changes names or like 
an institution changes names. Like I'm calling it what I've called it my whole life. I'm not adapting. So it's called Regis and Kelly to me. Even though it's Ryan Seacrest and Kelly now, like how did we get here? How did we get here? Guys, today I watched Ryan Seacrest do yoga for his job on TV. Can I be a morning TV show host? That's literally my dream job. Like literally I want nothing else. Their jobs and their lives are so easy. I cannot, like the shit, the frivolous shit that goes into morning TV, give it to me. I want to live it. I want to breathe it. I want to watch it. I want to be it. I love morning TV. So like Regis and Kelly, classic. I like that they have a mix of like celebrities come on and they do random shit and they just, they're just drinking their coffee. I love the coffee like culture of a morning TV. Like I don't know what's in their mug. It could literally be juice. I don't fucking know, but it is like, to me, it's this perfect cup of like perfect coffee. Also, if I watch morning TV, I will eat breakfast because those two things go hand in hand. Like I want to eat this like nice wholesome breakfast while I'm watching my Regis. Like it just goes hand in hand. I'm fueling myself for the day. I'm, oh God, I love it. So also the Today Show is pretty nostalgic. Growing up while getting ready for school, Today Show, on in the background always. Like I associate that with my mom. Like she was like, we have to put on the Today Show. (laughs) Um, And also, guys, do you know – I mean, clearly Kathy Lee went to the Today Show after after years of a hiatus, by the way. But it was Hoda and Kathy Lee on the fourth hour, the fucking wino hour – I mean, nostalgic, but also iconic. These two women were no longer drinking coffee. They switched to wine, full-on wine. God. First of all, they're getting paid to drink wine in the morning and talk on the TV. I want that job. Okay? But Kathy Lee and Hoda, what a classic combo. But guys, guess who it is now? Do you know who it is now on like the fourth hour of the Today Show when it's like, nothing else matters and we're starting to drink wine. It is now Hoda and George Bush's daughter, Jenna Bush. What? Why is George Bush's daughter hosting the Today Show at all with Hoda? I just don't get it. I'm not like actively mad at it. I'm just kind of like, why? Okay, question mark. Bring back Kathy Lee. Bring back Kathy Lee. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. So other than like Nana's house or getting ready for school in the morning, you would always watch morning TV if you like played hooky from school or you were like kind of sick and you got to stay in from school. You got to watch all the morning TV shows. Oh my God. It was so fun. Like daytime talk show too. Oh God. So there was, okay. So it's like morning TV. It's a, you got your today show. You've got your Regis and Kelly. Then it kind of takes this break where it goes into like 30 minutes of local news. And you're kind of like, all right, this is boring, but I know it's only 30 minutes. Move along. Then you go straight into game show shit like Price is Right. Because it's like a little too early to start showing the daytime talk shows. So they want to give you a little game show. You watch the Price is Right. You're kind of half in it, half not. Then it starts up with like Wendy Williams. Then it goes into like weird shit like Rachel Ray. Not really a big fan. But like Oprah, when Oprah and Mari were on. Oh, yeah. If it was a scandalous episode, give me the scandal. Give me the daytime scandal. I'm just a kid home from school. Give me that scandal. Mari, tell me who is the father. I don't even understand what a paternity test is, but you know I'm here for the results. 
God, I love daytime TV so fucking much. Also, like, just summer break. Like, that's also when you watch summer – like, like morning TV was, like, summer break. So just all good vibes. Morning TV has good vibes. Also, and, like, later in life, I would love to go to the gym and in the morning specifically when the talk shows were on, specifically Regis and Kelly. And that, ooh, watching that in the morning while you're running, you just don't even, you just don't even care. You're not a care in the world. God, I love it so much. I think it's going to put me in a good mood. I'm going to watch it every day this week. I'm going to like wake up, coffee, watch my Regis and Kelly. <laughs> like it's fucking chopped vibes in here. I'm telling you, I'm going through the back of my cabinets. I kind of thrive when I have to be really frugal and I'm obsessed with it, like what I come up with. But cooking has really like I'm already excited to like cook dinner tonight and I went to Trader Joe's and you guys know I never get to go but me and Monta went so I got some I got some essentials and I'm pretty excited I just said soy chorizo because I just got some soy chorizo from Trader Joe's haven't tried it yet having it tonight we'll report back people seem to love it a few other things I haven't tried yet so I'm kind of going to keep you updated once I try them because I got a few things but Everything I've tried has been pretty fucking good. Have you guys had the chocolate-covered pretzel thins? So they're those wide pretzel chip things, not like a classic pretzel, and they're like thinly dipped in this dark chocolate. The ratio of pretzel to chocolate, unbeatable. Have to try them. Wish I'd gotten more than one bag. Like I fucked up. Fucked up big time. I also got the pickle chips. I got the pickle chips. I've been seeing these everywhere, Instagram, TikTok, all online so trendy these pickle chips they're not fucking around with these pickle chips you know i've had a pickle chip i've had almost every brand of a pickle chip and i've also had the doritos pickle which is my favorite thing ever their trader joe's is not fucking around with this pickle chip this is this is possibly the single-handedly most seasoned bag of chips i've ever had any chip each chip is like he- – it looked like it was like hand-coated in fucking powder, flavor powder, and there's actual herbs on these chips. Like I can see the dill. Like I'm impressed. I cannot lie. I am impressed. And these are sturdy chips. <sighs> Trader Joe's is good. I cannot deny. But I also can't deny that it was chaotic as fuck in there. Like it's disorientingly confusing. I don't like that there's snacks like – all their sweet stuff, there's not a sweet aisle. The sweet stuff is like mixed in throughout every aisle. No, I'm sorry, no. Give me a sweets aisle. Okay, Trader Joe's? Also, I was worried because I have a very loyal and devout addiction to Oatly oat milk. Hands down, best oat milk I've ever had. It gives you time to just plan out your meals. And that is not my shit. Guys, working in a restaurant, like, I don't know if I don't know how many of you have worked in restaurants like especially like back of house culture like it fucks with your eating schedule like so much like everyone that works in restaurants knows this this is just a fact but like I don't know if people outside of the restaurant industry realize you don't eat all day you literally do not eat and then you get off work and you eat this massive meal and then you go to bed and then you wake up and you don't eat all day <laughs> go to work. And that's the cycle. It's fucking terrible. But when you're working on your feet and you're like moving around, like you can't have a bunch of food in you. So it was like really hard for me. Like I tried to eat breakfast and like, I don't, it was just really hard for me. So when I don't have a job, I am like, "Mm, 
breakfast of egg scramble with soy chorizo and avocado, mid-morning snack. Going to plan that. Then I'm going to plan my dinner. I'm going to prep in the afternoon. Oh my God, guys, I will cook my ass off when I am unemployed. I'm like, hello, chopped. Okay. And like I said, like breakfast goes hand in hand with the morning TV. I just feel like it's just proper. But also when you're unemployed, holy shit, it's like I have every meal planned out for the whole week. I'm such a mom when I'm unemployed. Like I'm prepared. I'm I'm ready to go. I have things like written down. I have plans. I have schedules. Like being unemployed, I'm so productive. When I'm employed, I'm just like my brain is just chaotic and I can't do anything. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but it does. But I was at Trader Joe's. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to try their their oat beverage, you know, their version. I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but someone mentioned that they had gotten oat milk from Trader Joe's and they did not go with the refrigerated one. They went with the shelf-stable one and they liked it better. So I did chance it and I picked up a bottle of the shelf-stable oat milk from Trader Joe's. Guys, it's good. I, it's not oatly, but it's like actually actively good. Like I would buy it again. That's shocking to me. I thought there was going to be no other oat milk that was going to be acceptable to me. That's how much I like Oatly. So Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's had some shit. I, you know, I rarely go and it was chaotic, but I'll probably go back. I'm cooking. Okay. So when I typically put on music and you guys know how much I used to listen to music. Like when I was at work, it was all day. I would have to create playlists for my like days at work. And I, you know, I miss it. I'm like, I'm not surrounded by music all the time and I miss it. So when I'm cooking, when I'm cleaning, you know, when you're unemployed, you're kind of just like home a lot. I hate to break it to you. You become a homebody. Um, and so since I'm home more, I'm like, I, I need to like remember to like keep putting on music because I don't, you, I don't like, that's not my go-to thing to do when I'm home. Cause usually I'm coming home from work or I've listened to music all day. So I'm like getting used to like, oh yeah, like put on music while you do the dishes or whatever. And I'm also slipping into this deep nostalgic moment with my music. I don't know if it's because I'm going through, this is my, you know how I like to play, play therapist with myself. I think that I'm doing all these nostalgic things and thinking of these nostalgic things and watching the morning TV shows because I'm going through like a big change in my life with like pops closing and me not having a job. I don't know. Just things are like fucking weird in my life right now. And I'm craving this like childhood comfort, not even childhoods. Like I'm going to talk about the music, like some of it's high school, but just like a period of time in my life where I was just, there's a couple, there's like two main things of like two groups that I've been listening to. That's like has different sources of nostalgia but are still just like feeding my soul. I don't know what else to say. I know that's weird, but like I need, it's like I wake up and I have to listen to these songs. All right, when we come back, I'll tell you all about them. Less fucking mad at the world, honestly, but third eye blind, third eye blind. No one fucking talks about how good Third Eye Blind is. And I'm here to tell you that you need to you need to revisit if you haven't. Now, I feel like whenever whenever anybody brings them up, everyone just thinks of semi-charmed life, which is like I understand. It's it's overplayed. I'm not I'm not like blind to that. But also it's a good song. 
and it's produced really well. And it's like so fucking catchy and poppy that like, I don't know why I'm being so defensive. No one like no one told me they hated this song. I'm just being so defensive already. I think I'm being defensive because I feel like it's kind of uncool to like Third Eye Blind and like here I am like declaring my love. Third Eye Blind, debut album, Third Eye Blind. Guys, Jumper, the musical break in Jumper is the best thing I've ever heard. Um, I need more breakdowns, like musical breaks in pop songs. And this one has layers. You know, it starts off, it starts off with like like real lo-fi and it's just like and then it builds and then the fucking bass comes in and then at the end he screams. It's such a build. It is so good. I want to hear that music on a loop for the rest of my fucking life. Okay, so I definitely talked about this on my Instagram a little bit, which is at Gray's World Pod. If you're not following already, you bitch, go do it. Also, graduate. Also, God, graduate. So good. Also, how's it gonna be? How's it gonna be? Oh, it's like sad, but good. Um, and then also on their second album, which is called Bloom, I mean, never let you go. They're really good with like catchy riffs. Like every Third Eye Blind song, why do I keep wanting to say, why do I keep trying to say Third Eye Blind? Blind isn't a word, Gray. Anyway, like they're really good at being catchy. And then, of course, I looked them up on Wikipedia. It was basically this a duo of songwriters, and one of them is the lead singer, and then one of them is someone that left the band after the second album. And guys, they didn't have any hits after that guy left. They had literally zero hits after the, the other songwriter left. Switching gears, my other nostalgic music I've been listening to nonstop is actually from my high school years, and it's old Lady Gaga. Do you guys fuck with Lady Gaga? Like, I I do. I straight up do. I'm a fan. Also, it's actually good. The lyrics are so good to Third Eye Blind, song, blind songs. Like, they're dark and they're like, they're like dark and sad, but they're pop songs. And also the music is more sad than usual pop songs. Like for Third Eye Blind to be a popular radio band in the early 2000s, it's shocking about what the content of the music was. And I also love that juxtaposition because it's like fucking sad music. <laughs> I, I like her. And I think that also her perception, like people, the public's perception of her has changed a la Angelina Jolie. Does that comparison make sense to you? Like... We used to think of Angelina Jolie as this like bad rocker chick, like bad girl, like not bad and like, like meaning like she was like a rock and roll fucking bad girl, like hot leather bad girl. All of a sudden now she's like, she's like a mom philanthropist, um, godly woman. Also, is she fucking the weekend? What do we think? Yes or no? I think yes. And I also get it. Like, it's not weird to me. And like, I understand it somehow. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I'm not confused by Angelina on the weekend, but sorry, I'm getting off track. I feel 
as though people used to like shit on Lady Gaga or just like, you know, when she was like, you know, in her early years, which I'm going to reference, it's she was a she wanted to be this spectacle. That was part of it. That was like part of the phase of her like getting into the public eye it was like she wore the weird shit. She wanted to be weird. That was part of it. But like in a in a in an artistic way. And people would shit on her and be like, oh, she's wearing a meat dress and like, mm, she came out of an egg, blah, blah, blah. Not respecting her, not respecting her artistry. And then all of a sudden, ever since she was in, so where's he? What is he doing? Like, why didn't he go on and write more songs? I don't know. But why this is nostalgic for me, like, I'm not, I'm not even saying it's just nostalgic. Like, I genuinely like the music. Like, I think it's really good. And I... I don't know why people would make fun of it. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I genuinely don't understand. Like, I can kind of, like, get on a level why you would make fun of something if that's, like, Mashbox 20. I, and I like Mashbox 20, but, like, I understand how you could make fun of it. I don't really see how people could make fun of Third Eye Blind. I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, I fucking love it. And it puts me in the best mood. Like, I – I've been listening to this like daily for like a week. It's flipped my flipped my mood around. Fucking love it. So it's nostalgic because it reminds me of Atlee Pool, which is the name of my pool um, that I went to every day in the summer growing up. So Monta worked at an elementary school when I was growing up, or my elementary school. So she had summers off and she was always bringing us to the pool. And I swear, I mean, this was just on at the pool in the background Every day, just at least one Third Eye Blind song a day, of course, but then also in the car going to and from. It was a really short drive, but like I really remember the music that we listened to in the car going to and from the pool, like very vividly. And Third Eye Blind, oh, please. It, it just brings me back to being a child at the, child at the pool. Not a care or worry in the world. Also, really, like, really quick sidebar, buying concession stand snacks at the pool with coins, like a bunch of quarters, ooh, that's also really nostalgic. Like, I'm a kid. I only have quarters. Take all my quarters. And it also felt cool to have quarters. It was like, I feel fucking rich. I'm a child with quarters. I can do anything. I was a Choco Taco fan, microwave chicken nugget fan, all the goods all the classics. There's a lot of, I actually have a whole playlist that's called like pool songs. Cause it's like a very niche group of songs that would play on Q94, which was the, the hit radio station growing up. Q94 would play all these songs. A star is born, which spoiler alert, I've not seen. And I'm probably not going to. Emma told me the whole plot from start to finish. I don't think I need to see it. Um, it's not for me. But I feel like ever since she was in that movie, we all kind of like view her in this way of like, oh, well, she's very elegant and she's very chic and or just like how she's more accepted. I, I don't think people think she's weird anymore. And I don't know if that's just because she's out of that phase artist wise, like, you know, she's evolved. But like, I think there was some switch and I don't know when it happened. And I'm just kind of wondering when that did happen. Like, was it? It oh, you know what? Was it when she did the fucking album with Tony Bennett after Art Pop? It was like, oh, here's Art Pop. And then one year later, here's Cheek to Cheek duet album with Tony Bennett. Maybe that's when it all changed. 
Also, her dark curly hair on the cover of Cheek to Cheek. Mm. Love it. Love it. Now, I love a blonde Gaga, but she can kind of pull off the brown very well. So what I'm going to focus on right now are her first three albums. I was in high school from 2007 to 2011, and she came out with an album almost every year I was in high school. It was 2008, 2009, and 2011. I got three Gaga albums while I was in high school. I was fucking obsessed, like full-blown. And it was it was canceled. It was like, and I mean, we were. I think me and Emma were supposed to go, and me and Emma were kind of like trying to get out of it. We were like, I just, I don't want to go to this concert. Like, oh, this fucking Prue's Lady Gaga. Um, and so anyway, it ended up being delayed. And when she came back to town, and like Allie didn't have tickets anymore, but when she had come back to town, like let's say a year later, she was legit like the biggest fucking pop star, <laughs> like ever. Like Allie knew from the beginning, it was so funny. She was like, I remember my friend Allie saying like, this girl is going to be like the next thing. It's, it's like crazy how she knew that. Um, but anyway, obviously we didn't end up going to see her. And then we just become obsessed with Lady Gaga, like listening to her albums all the time. The fame, I mean the fame. Honestly, I've been doing some re-listens to all the albums and the fame actually is it's better than it I thought it would hold up. Like I was like looking at the list and I'm like, Ugh, just dance, love game, paparazzi, poker face. I'm like, I don't need to hear these songs. But the thing is, I hadn't heard them in so long that it was actually quite nice. And I was like, oh, if this came out today, this would be like a fucking hit. Like these are good. There's also some deep cuts like Beautiful, Dirty, Rich. Oh, my God. A Summer Boy and Disco Heaven close out the fame, her first album, and they are so fun. They're like fucking 90s dance. It's so fucking good. Um, but then it's like she became so popular that in 2009 when she released her next album, it was like a double album, and it was a re-release of the fame plus another album which is fucking crazy, but like Alejandro, Monster, Speechless, like her songwriting from, I hope I'm not going way too deep into this and I'm just losing you guys, but her songwriting from, I was going to say episode one, from album one to album two, I'm like blown away at her, at her like evolution and progress. Like I'm, I'm like a proud mom. Speechless, I fucking love that song. Oh my God, Dance in the Dark. Okay, the Fame Monster is like legit one of the best albums of pop music in the early 2000s. Oh my God, so happy I could die. I just can't get enough. Like, And it's it's really good pop music. It's like classic to your core. Just like, it's like feeding me. Oh my God. Okay, so then we're going to end with Born This Way. And I have to reveal, I got to see a Lady Gaga I got to see her on tour for the Born This Way tour. Like of all of them, I got to go to a Born This Way show. That's fucking cool. Because remember Allie. So she ended up moving away. Um, I was devastated when she moved away. She was my best friend. She moved away to Atlanta. And also we went to a Lady Gaga concert in Atlanta. It was amazing. It, I was not drunk or stoned or anything. I remember all of it. <laughs> It was such a good show. Like, obviously one of the best shows I've ever been to. Like, it was a show. And she can fucking sing. Oh, my God. I'm getting chills thinking about the show. Like, 
So definitely Allie being a fan of her from day fucking one of hearing Just Dance really paid off because then we actually got to go to the concert together. It was so, so fun. But like Born This Way, Mary the Night, Judas, Hair, Shaiba. I mean, I love it. Bad Kids, Fashion of His Love. Like, I was so into this album. Heavy metal lover. I mean, then there's songs like You and I. I listen to You and I, and I'm just like, oh, this. I love the way that Lady Gaga writes songs. I really do. And like her piano and her voice. I love Lady Gaga. (laughs) But it does remind me of like, I was so young and I was just in high school and just like loving Lady Gaga. Like, didn't have to have a job, didn't have worries. I mean, I had worries, but they were about like me being ugly. I've always thought she was cool and I liked what she was doing. I was always mad when people would make fun of her and just, I was just like, you don't get it. You don't understand it. (laughs) Um, Except I will admit when she had her first album come out, I was, or no, not even first album. First song was just dance. We all, we all know it. We, we have all heard that song enough to like, I don't ever need to hear that again ever. And at the time, my friend from high school, I met her in high school, Allie, she was instantly obsessed with Lady Gaga. She heard the first song and she was like, yes, I, this is now my favorite musical artist. And I think she was also friends with Emma. So me and Emma were kind of like, I don't know. I don't really, it's not for me yet. Like I wasn't convinced yet. I was like, this is a one hit wonder, like just dance. Like I'm over it. But Allie had bought tickets to go see her at the Landmark, which is now, what is it called now? Altria Theater in Richmond. And also like, so Allie has passed away since um, all of this, which is very sad. I, I don't know why I woke up the other weekend and I just was like thinking of her and that made me start listening to the old Lady Gaga albums. And it's so funny because other than other than Lady Gaga, we really did like music was a big part of me and Allie's friendship. Like she would kind of teach me what was on the radio and we would have these specific songs that we loved. And I'm not kidding you. The day that I woke up and like started this whole thing, I thought of Allie, started listening to old Lady Gaga. And then when I went out that day in the car, if I went anywhere, if I was in the car, if I was at a bar, Oh, and I feel like I'd be remiss and y'all would be like, I can't believe you didn't talk about this. If I brought up Lady Gaga and did not bring up the Chromatica Oreos, the Chromatica Oreos situation is what I will call it. Um, I had my friend Alexa message me the other week and she was like, wait, like Lady Gaga has Oreos. Have you had these? And I had to explain. I had to explain the whole situation because I think you look at me and you're like, of course, Gray has had the Lady Gaga Oreos, (laughs) but I refuse. I refuse. There's certain criteria. There's no special flavor, guys. It's a golden Oreo. It's a golden Oreo that is food colored pink and green. Why do I need that? First of all, I don't like the golden Oreos. They're not good. They're so bland. They're like literally so bland. They didn't even give her a fun flavor. Like make it strawberry. I don't know. Make it watermelon. Why was it pink and green and had no flavor? I literally refuse. I'm sorry. I can't. I cannot. I can't participate. Um, so yeah, I'm aware of the Chromatica Oreos. Did I ever try them? No. Will I? No. I think it's weird. It was like Lady Gaga. You finally, you are collabing with Oreo. Like literally name another celebrity that's collabed with Oreo. Uh, you can't. And yet she blew it because maybe she tried, maybe she tried to put a flavor in there and they were like, no, I don't know, but I'm disappointed. If I was at a restaurant, 
I would hear songs that me and her specifically loved. And it was this weird, like, I don't know. It was like this weird, like spiritual day. And that's not usually like my vibe, but like, I don't know. When you wake up and thinking about your friend who's passed away and then every song you hear that whole day is a song that you guys specifically listened to when you were in high school. So I don't know. I'm just having a very Lady Gaga high school moment right now. And I actually recommend that you go back. If you have, if you like Lady Gaga and you haven't gone back to the beginning era in a minute, oh, it is so fun. It is so good. Okay. But you know what did not disappoint me this week? Something that actually did the opposite, which was just like make me love my life, was the local dive bar that me and Josh went to after Pops closed, Bamboo. Bamboo is just, Bamboo is everything. It's the only place that I want to go. If you're inviting me for a drink and you live in Richmond, I'm only going to Bamboo. I'm, I don't have time. I don't have time to be around people who are like, I'm sorry, but like putting on outfits to go out, I'm over it. I'm not doing it. And I don't want to be around other people who are like dressed to go out. I don't know how to explain this in any other way. Like I want people to be not trying at all. And that is bamboo. Just a classic dive bar. Oh God, I got like grapefruit and Tito's, like just like fucking, just like vodka and something, vodka and juice. And it's so... It's so strong. I love it. You're getting drunk off of like one, but you keep getting them because they're like seven doll hairs. The cheapness, the not trying, they're, they're just not concerned with trying. The vibe of the server is exactly what I want. They're like not in your business, but they're not mean. They're just exactly what I want from a dive bar server. So before we ended up at Bamboo, which is just like, Literally, I feel at home there. I feel safe. I feel calm. I feel comfortable. I love bamboo. Before we had gone somewhere else, I'm not going to name names. We went somewhere to get like a cocktail. We went to a, a bar that makes specialty cocktails because I was like, yeah, it's like we're, we're kind of like going out because pops closed. And I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think that the craft cocktail scene is for me anymore. I think I'm completely done with it. I don't need it. I don't need to spend that much money on one drink. I I just don't need any of it, literally. I just want something so simple and just like orange juice and fucking vodka. Like I don't need anything specialty anymore. And it actually is nice to realize that. It's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. That chapter of my life is now closed. I'm going to a dive bar. All I have time for. Also, there's something like comforting about like going to a dive bar that has like a bathroom door that like may or may not work. You're kind of like, oh, <laughs> gotta go pee fast. I don't know. Someone might come in here. It's like part of the charm. It's definitely part of the charm. Also, it's it's like a very specific color palette to a dive to a dive bar. The glass selection at Bamboo when you get like you know Tito's and soda, I love it. It's these like heavy bottom like kind of a mix between a rocks glass and a Collins glass. Somehow obsessed, obsessed with the glassware. But you really just cannot beat the vibe. It's like you're left alone, you're chilling, you're getting cheap drinks. They also have outdoor seating now. Bamboo does so like ah. Uh, Hello. I love it. I honestly wonder if they have a happy hour. I didn't even look into that. Oh my God. Going to a happy hour at a dive bar? Pure joy. Pure joy. 
like you're getting an extra deal on top of something that's already a deal. Oh my God. Okay. I think I need to go because I obviously need to catch up on my shows. I need to look up if, if there's a happy hour at bamboo that I need to be going to. And I honestly need to blast some Lady Gaga because me reading off the list, like made me want to listen to it. That's how much I love it. Well, thanks for listening. Um, as always, you know that I'm obsessed with you because you just listened to this. So if there's anything you need to tell me, let me know. DM me. My DMs are open, baby. Do you watch the Olympics? Tell me. Do you hate the Olympics? Tell me. (laughs) Also, what's your nostalgic music? Like what brings you back? Also, do you fuck with Third Eye Blind and Lady Gaga? Like let's discuss. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.